Let's go. It is Thursday night, Sunday poor. Thursday night always. That's the beginning of the weekend. Where I come from, Thursday is the weekend. So pour yourself a drink wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Turn it up loud. Not really. It's not like fucking rock music or anything. But turn it up so you can hear us. Let's bring in it. See what he's drinking. See what he's doing. What's going on, it? Uh, not too much. I started my weekend on Wednesday. Right now I have a little. <laughs> right now I have a little Kirkland boxed Cabernet. Okay. All right. Wow. Very good one. Hey, box box wines have come a long way from from my understanding. They're not the uh, the joke they used to be. I don't know. I never drank box wine until recently. Uh, I was in Costco and I saw that there was a box wine for I don't know. We'll say twelve dollars, and it equals four. 750 bottles and okay. I, just, I did the math in my head and i was like how bad can it be i i think and the way the way you go through wine in this house is just you got to give it a <laughs> shot you know once in a while i think it's kind, i don't know if it's respectable but it's close to respectability i think you get, you have like a little spigot on the, on the end of it yeah it's one <laughs> of those things where i wouldn't offer my guests well, there's a few guests I would probably offer it to, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like offer it in a dinner party atmosphere or if I'm having real company over, mm-hmm. but if you're drinking by yourself, man, like I, I polished off a half a bottle, it was less than half a bottle of Malbec. Okay. I didn't want to open okay. another bottle. I had a couple more bottles, like nicer bottles. I was like, I've had this box wine in the cabinet for a few weeks now. Let's, let's give it a ride. I mean, if you've ever drank like Carlo Rossi, I don't really see – you're not really taking a big step down going to a box wine. No, it's right in that same category, that same boat, uh, Fortissimo. It's right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fortissimo is the real deal, man. Yeah, it, and, I, and, where, and I was drinking a Malbec, and you could tell the difference. This is a little bit lighter. You could definitely tell the difference going back. But this is like my third glass of it now, and it's – like training, a, it's like riding a bike. Don't be a fucking box wine connoisseur. How bougie, how bougie are you now? Uh, it's got notes. It's got lighter notes of grape. It's no, it's lighter. All right, all right. What do you mean your weekend started on Wednesday? You've been, you've been, you're off today? No, I just I drank yesterday. <laughs> all right, that's fair enough. That's why there was a half a bottle of Malbec. Um, it looks like you had a full pint glass of Malbec right there. Well, this is the cab, but yeah, that's a big glass. Well, that's, I mean, we usually tape for a little bit. Yeah, why well, you don't be going back and forth to the cabinet or anything? Yeah, I don't want to hear, you know, nobody needs to hear me with my spigot. I got, oh, I, we apolog- apologies are in order. We, uh, when we were talking about, uh, it wasn't last show, last show was Tony D. The show before, we were talking about well, no, the concert Monday. we went to. Yeah, yeah. That was, we, we, that was a week. Week and a half ago. Yeah, we fucked yeah. up the name. It was Modern Refuge. It's not Refugee. You fucked up the name. I just got... Yeah, but you went along with it. You because were an enabler. You made, me think, you made me think for a second against what I knew, and I uh, got, you know, I got tongue-tied. I didn't know. All right. You didn't put the needle in my arm, but you didn't do anything to stop it. That's true. There's blood on your hands. All right. It's, it's a team effort. It's a show. It's all, we're, all, we're all wrong here. Nobody's, nobody wins. We're all wrong. You also didn't tell me they played Cult of Personality either. Yeah, they did. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was a got, notable, that was a notable song. You had mentioned, when, when we talked about the, 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 the show, you had mentioned not knowing any of the songs. And I was like, uh, I, 
Someday I could even run down any of them at this point. But yeah, Cult of Personality was one of them. I didn't remember until I heard Cult of Personality on the radio. And I was like, oh yeah, they play this. Oh no, I remembered a few of the songs. Oh, I thought you said, oh no, that was uh, the recliner told me he didn't know any of the songs except for uh, the Wallflowers. Chili, chili Pepper song, I think. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I would say 50-50 I was. Yeah, they played, they played some good ones. And even the ones I didn't know were good, so. Uh, all right, well, ap- apologies. We'll, we'll get it right. The more you play, the more we'll say your name, the more we'll get it right. It takes us a while. It takes a little bit on this show sometimes to get it right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some past errors, but I don't know. To kind of make, it, to make them feel better. Well, the entire football season predictions. There we go. <laughs> Six hey, against well, the spread. Hey, wait a second. I did okay. I did all right. Yeah, I didn't keep track. I gave. I threw the towel in week eight. <laughs> you had a nice string of over threes. I did. If you didn't, if you don't count the first eight weeks, I think I may have had a winning season. <laughs> this is the second time that football gambling has come up today, so I think there's something in the air. You know, something. I don't know what it is about. You got excited for that release? That, that schedule release? May, maybe. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I didn't really see anything. Uh, I just know the Giants playing the Cowboys or they're playing the Broncos opening night. I know uh, Jets Panthers opening night, and then uh, Tampa's playing Dallas. That's all I really know. Yeah, week ones. I find week one to be the most overrated week of the entire NFL season. It's bad football. Yeah, I mean, I get up for it, but I mean, it's just not. It's not any good. I'm glad the Giants aren't playing the Cowboys or anybody important. You'd rather just get – you'd rather have, like, your clunkers kind of get out of the way. Not No division no division uh, division games early on. No, 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 no. There's, there's too many – too many times we've gone out against – I mean, not, the, not that we have a bunch of success um, – not that we have a bunch of success against them later in the season, but too many times in the beginning of the year, the Eagles, the, the Cowboys win one, and it's just like all of a sudden – Giants are own two against the division, or own three against the division, and it's not even Halloween yet. So, yeah, let me just let's get our beak wet against a team like the Broncos, where we have a chance to win, and just forget about them for the rest of the year. Build some confidence. We need, yeah, they need that. They need a little confidence for sure. So, I always found Week One to be overrated because the weather's so warm. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. People are wearing shorts. It's yeah. not. You shouldn't be wearing. You shouldn't be wearing shorts watching football. I mean, it's like that for the first couple months, really. I mean, you don't really settle into real football until November. Then it's getting – I feel like the NFL has – yeah, I know. Week one's weird because if you're watching at someone's house, some, there's usually grilling going on. There's like a macaroni salad. It's weird. <laughs> it's so summer. That's true. It's like a Labor Day picnic. I grilled during the season. Air conditioning. Condi- oh, yeah, of course. But I mean like grilling, grilling. I got you. Not just wings. <laughs> right. Air, yeah. yeah. You know, the air conditioning blasting. <laughs> it's just all, it's weird, all yeah. up. Mm-hmm. You're outside throwing the ball around. It should, we should be – there needs to be some crispness in the air. Yeah, that's football weather. That's one uh, – that's when you know the seasons are turning and you're getting past yeah. the football. Yep. And the best part about the NFL, I feel like, is I feel like they almost have four opening days. You have the, the opening day, week one. 
Then I always I always count Columbus Day as another opening day. Because you have October, yeah. baseball, it's another one. Then I have like first week November, baseball's over. Okay. NFL's the only game in town. Yep. And then I feel like around Thanksgiving time, week 12, 13, 14 in that area, stretch run, holiday season. Four opening days. I, I, if you had given me the opportunity to guess what you're going to say, that <laughs> I would I would not have come close. Really? Yeah, I would have figured. Basically, quarter check marks. Yeah, I, I would think I because the way you phrase it, I think I would have said like, I don't know, maybe maybe November first, maybe Thanksgiving, and then maybe I don't know, week you know the first week of the playoffs or something. I don't know, and opening day, something like that. But you're talking during mid-season opening days. Mid-season opening days. Almost right. like a reset button. Yeah, they're checkpoints, though. They're checkpoints. That's where the season turns and uh, you start to separate You start to separate some uh, like contenders from teams that are just not going to be seeing anymore. Right. That's when the contender-pretender game comes on ESPN. Right. Mer- Merrill Hodge and Sean Salisbury. You start playing the can- – <laughs> you start canceling teams, scratching them off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's then, a, yeah. Look, we're talking. We're talking. We're, we're talking about who's not making the playoffs next year already. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not even going to be around week one. I'm going to be in Aruba. That's how that's, much I'm no selling week one this year. That is, uh, gotta leave the key for your house. We're going to watch the games there. <laughs> All right, we'll do. <laughs> leave the. Uh, I'll leave the light on for you. Thanks, red roof, red roof <laughs> in over there. <laughs> uh, will you watch any football? While you're in Aruba, the Dolphins, uh, Dolphins game is on. Will you find a way to watch it? Yes, and the thing I like about Week One, the Dolphins set up. First of all, it's the Patriots, so it's a big game, division game out of the gate. which you were just saying, <laughs> how could it be a big game? You just <laughs> you're just saying that doesn't mean anything. It's Week One, doesn't count. No, the football <laughs> always counts. The football <laughs> always counts. It's know, it's put, just the level of I don't know. It's I try to put words into your mouth there. Yeah. Yeah, no big game. Uh, I like the thing I like. Well, first of all, Aruba same time zone as the Eastern, as us Northeast. Right. Yeah. So four twenty-five. I like that it's a four twenty-five start for the Dolphins. That way, the one o'clock games I could do what I got to do. I was actually looking at the slate of the one o'clock games. And I don't know if it's because I'm going to be in Aruba and I might not be able to lock in on the games. But I was like, ah, these games stink. <laughs> the best game is Jets Panthers. You mentioned it. That's like the most enticing game. It's good. I mean, this just you don't have to really go over, but it's just the fact that you got Darnold right off the bat playing against his former team. Right. So um, I figure, you know, morning, early afternoon, hit the pool, beach, whatever you got to do. And then 4, 430, 425, I already scouted out. There's a bar that has the uh, NFL package like a mile down the road. So I could settle in for, <laughs> for Dolphins Pats. You did your homework, man. I like that. Yeah, I like I like I kind of like the four o'clock slate. If you if your Sunday, if you have to kind of, there's a little bit of some moving pieces on a Sunday, or maybe you're on the road or something. The four o'clock start is nice. Look, man, you're getting the juices going for opening day football season. Get smelling. Well, yeah, Yanks are down seven nothing. I gotta look forward to some. Well, yeah, there you go, seven nothing football score. So you're you're in the mood. <laughs> uh, man, oh man. Yeah, I did. I don't know. At the end, the schedule release got me. Uh, it did. It got me. I was looking ahead. I was like, oh, 
I don't really go to many games, but I was like, oh, maybe I'd go to that game, this game. <laughs> wow. Dolphins are in Vegas. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Week three. I know. It's tough. They got that bottle service in Vegas now. Well, the, the crazy thing is Mikey Casino has a Vegas trip going that weekend. Uh, oh, I texted him already on the books. No, it was already planned months ago. Yeah, I'm saying it's already on the book. Already on the books. Already going anyway. Before the oh yeah, sweet it's booked. Oh man. So I texted him on the side. I was like, "What what weekend you going to Vegas in September?" And he gave me the dates. I was like, "Oh fuck, (laughs) Dolphins are in Vegas that weekend." That's I mean, coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidence, you know. That's what they say. That's what they tell me. In situations like this. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I will, I won't mind going out to Miami for a game either. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Everything's Football's open in the air. Everything's opening back up. Right oh up. yeah, when when I got that CDC text today, the the no mask, I just started walking around my building with no mask. <laughs> Walked outside with no mask. <laughs> Wait, so you get a text from the CDC? You're down there. Right? Well, it wasn't a t- it wasn't a text. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, just like Twitter an update. Yeah. Oh, okay, just like a news update. I thought you I actually like- saw people tweeting about it first, about see you later masks or whatever, and I was like, what is this? Oh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay. It's a ridiculous thing. I mean, you're going to tell people who are vaccinated they can't wear masks or they don't have to wear masks? That's what, that's what I don't understand is uh, one time I was, well, I was with a guy. So I'm looking at houses, right? So I'm, I was with, like, the realtor, and there was other people, like, in the house whatever. And he had his mask. He had his mask on, and we kind of crossed paths. And he was like, "Don't worry, I'm I'm fully vaccinated." I'm like, "Fuck, do they care if you're fully vaccinated. It doesn't have anything to do with them." <laughs> like, okay, you're safe. <laughs> what about them? And I know this is me being like a cynical prick, but as soon as I hear somebody announce that, I assume they're lying. Like, you got something to hide. <laughs> you might. Be I know right. they're probably being honest. I'm just. That's the first thing that crosses my mind. Like, I don't. Fuck you. I, I think nor I think normally I would think that. I think with this, just everybody is their people's social skills are really being put to the test, and they don't really know how to handle this whole thing. So that, that kind of like blurting shit out like that is really strange. But uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> like think. if you sneeze in an elevator, don't worry, you're vaccinated. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's just a tickle. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. a cold. You're going to have type A and type B uh, flu, but you won't have COVID. I got to vent about something. All right. So, you know, my son is eight. He's playing baseball. It's coach. It's coach pitch, right? Wow. It's, this, it's, is it's, like my, this is like on my list. Go ahead. They uh, – <laughs> They do great. I gotta, I gotta say, the coaching staff he has is pretty good. I'm very happy with the coaches he has. On top of that, the games they keep them moving, man. It's either three outs or you bat through the order once, and they just switch, and that's it. And they and they move through games are. I mean, it's two hours, but I mean, that's not. It really flies by. It's not like a dragging two hours. So yesterday they played a team that. First of all, neon, neon green, terrible color. Uh, second of all, the Seahawks. Kids, the kids looked. The kids looked like they were at least, you know, I don't. Know, they looked bigger to me. They looked like my kids eight. Danny Almonte. All these kids looked like nine or ten. If I guess I'm going by my, my son's team versus their team, they all look like a year or two older. <laughs> what the fuck? 
And on top of that, they this team traveled. The fans traveled like they were the fucking Steelers. They they were (laughs) up and down the third baseline cheering the entire time. Meanwhile, the kids are getting hits off of the fucking coach. Like he's lobbing in there so they could hit it. And they're going bananas. Now, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a cheer, right? I don't cheer. Like sometimes I'll give like a clap. And I'm saying like maybe twice a game. Twice a game is a lot for me to clap. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'd be a clap. I don't really feel like I'd be a huge cheer either. No, I'm not a cheer. No, it's got to be something really like it's got to be something really different for me to clap. Like somebody's got to make a nice play, like kind of out of their element. Type give, of. Like a, give like a give like a boy. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe like too much. Maybe like three. Three, okay. Nice job. Yeah, nice play. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I might have got a nice play, but that is it. I don't yell anything out. I don't yell anything. Right, you're not at a Yankee game. You're not cheering on millionaires. Right, yeah. I, mean, I was talking a little bit of shit about the parents with uh, this other guy, but uh, that's about it. That's as much as vocal as I got. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> first of all, why are you going bananas? And they, I guess it's like for their self-esteem or something, which is a ridiculous excuse, but I guess that's why they do it, to make kids feel good for themselves. Terrible reason to do anything. But the, the coach is laying the pitches in there, and, and then it's getting hit into a bunch of eight-year-olds who are kind of like half scared of the ball, half wanting to catch the ball, trying to catch it, but not coordinated, not coordinated, coordinated enough to catch it or to fucking complete an entire sentence. Like, I just couldn't. But uh, – <laughs> Like I, I just want, I just want to be like, shut the fuck up. You got to clap politely, cheer a little bit. But I mean, cheering for every pitch, it was bananas. I never, I've never seen anything like it. And like, I'm looking at, at our, like, parents. Like I, by myself, generally, I was yeah. kind of next to this guy, sort of chatting a little bit yesterday, and not really, but just a little bit. And then I've looked at our parents. And like they're socializing, they're watching. There's a couple of people taking pictures. But nobody, uh, yeah. nobody's chanting and doing shit like that. Oh, they were chanting? What were some of the chants? Uh, the chants might have been like the kids. I don't know. It was just there was a lot of noise coming from that side of the field. But the, like, the, let's go, Austin. You know, the kids have one. It's like, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's an Austin on that too. Uh, it's like uh, the, the terrible, terrible chants. Like, um, yeah, let's go. How does it go? Bro, I hated the kids chanting when I was a little bigger. Oh, it's miserable. Yeah, don't chant. You get I, I was a talker when I was a ball player. I was a talker, but I wasn't I was yeah. in tune with anything. It's not a fucking musical. No, right, right. It's not kinky boots. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was never into that either. Yeah, you chatted up a little bit. You chat uh, you know, you chair on your pitcher. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'd chat up, talk a little shit. That's about it, though. But it reminds me. So you thought a few of these kids may have been ringers? I think they were just a little – maybe they were born uh, – I have no idea. Taking advantage of that. I don't even know. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know the age, like, range. So it could be, like, 8 to 10. I have no idea. Do they keep score in these games? They do. We won yesterday, actually. Oh, you beat this team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, think, I was going to say, that would, like, so, I would, you know, soften the blow a little bit. Final score was like 20 to 16. Oh, man. Talk about football scores. <laughs> there it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, – yeah, I just don't the, – the constant... I thought it was like a bunch of ringers, like the, that Married with Children episode where <laughs> at, at, they had the reunion game. 
Cole Kai versus whoever their rival was. Right. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw played. I remember the only guy I remember was Bubba Smith, maybe. Oh, nice. Okay. Bubba Smith, maybe Ed Too Tall Jones. Okay. I remember that okay. uh, during the game, you know, Al gets Al gets knocked out, and they're like, "Oh, I think Bud uh, Bud is the referee, Bud the son, Bud Bundy." <laughs> Naturally, and, he, and somebody drop somebody drops a uh, Super Bowl ring. Excuse me, Mister Smith. I think it was Bubba Smith or Too Tall Jones. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a team of ringers they brought in to beat uh, Paul Kai. <laughs> so, you guys won the game, though. I mean, that's what counts. Just a, a little bit of an wow. no, annoying scab. Though. But, again, like, you know, I, I don't really contrain the final score because it's, like I said, it's either three outs or you bat around. And then our team bats around. A lot. Oh, you bat. Oh, okay. That's a good rule, I guess, in uh, once you're doing coach pitch because it could get ugly out there. Keep it moving, yeah. I, I literally had shitty parents written down in oh. my notes. Oh, why is that? What you, what, what's on your mind? <laughs> it's very related, very related to what you were talking about. You're calling me out? I thought you were calling me out. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> get to that. We may cross that bridge. Uh, no, I was talking to my uncle a couple weeks ago. This is my great uncle, grandfather's brother. Okay. And so he's got grandkids that are about, I think, a little bit older than your kids. Okay. He said, I, I know it was because he was talking Little League, and I believe he said the kids are, are starting to pitch. Okay. So nine, ten years old, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to start pitching at some point, like later in the season. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, and then they'll probably, like, they'll probably go back and forth. But, yeah. I understand. That is a little intimidating the first time you actually face someone your age. It's a big difference in T-ball and coach pitch. In, in our interaction game, my son pitched an inning. He did? Yeah. yeah. I never pitched, but I would imagine – I remember as a hitter, it is intimidating. Yeah, you don't want to – you don't want to fuck up against your peers. Right. You want to – yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> so I was, I was talking to him, and he said he couldn't – this is obviously him. I wasn't at any of these games. I don't hang out at Little League Fields or anything. We'll make that clear. Uh, he said <laughs> – he said he could not believe the lack of fundamentals with kids nowadays, like not knowing where to go with the ball. So I, I thought he was talking about T-ball or coach pitch, and he was like, no, it was nine, ten-year, ten-year-old kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, like my kid seems eight, like I said, and they're not really quite sure yet, but they are – that's what they work on in practice. They do practice once a week. That's what they do in practice. And they're really uh, just getting started on it now. Like runner on first, go to second if the ball's hit in that yeah. vicinity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're re- they really are just getting started on that. I mean, like I said, these kids can't, you know, if there's a ground ball, these kids aren't catching it on the, on the <laughs> line, basically. Not, right. They're just hoping to kind of stop it and pick it up and then throw it someplace. Um, and – yeah, but I mean they're they're just getting started with that. So yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I played a lot less introductory baseball before I actually played an actual game. With with kids pitching, you mean? I, I just feel like there was less in yeah, I feel like I was I don't feel like I did multiple years with coach pitch. I remember specifically I did two years of T ball and one year of coach pitch. Wow. And what year did you go into kid pitch? Uh, nine years old. Five and six. Wait a minute. 
now I'm debating it. Five and six was T-ball, seven, coach pick. Maybe eight was – eight or nine in that vicinity, we'll say. Third, three, I don't know. Eight, nine-year-old range. Yeah. I don't think these eight-year-olds aren't ready for that kind of stuff yet. I don't know. But that, that's not really fundamental thing. It's just they're not really coordinated enough to do that yet. <laughs> But they're close, though. I mean, it's it's coming yeah. very soon. It's it's actually great because you see them kind of improve week to week, and it's only been maybe three weeks, and the kids are getting better. And there's some kids are obviously better than others. You know, some kids have a little more athletic ability than others already, but you know that's that, that's normal. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know about the. Uh, I think these kids really like it when there's runners on first and second and there's a ground ball to third. That's their favorite play in the world. Go to third and then lead runner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just knock it down and go run over the third. Yeah, so do you – see, I was always looking at kids nowadays and blaming, oh, video games, this is why they're not into sports or that's not why they're into sports. I think I may have been looking at the wrong – the wrong people to blame. I think it might be the parents. Cause I feel like it starts at home learning these things. I feel like I learned just as much, if not more from watching the game yeah. Yeah. than I did from playing. Now there's yeah. certain things you learn from playing that are irreplaceable that you're not going to get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I feel like even as a, I'm 35 years old, I'll watch a game nowadays and I'll learn something new. I'll be like, oh, shit, I never never saw that play happen. Never mm-hmm. even pictured that in my brain. Yeah. So I feel like there's some shitty parents out there that don't prepare their kids the uh, right way. The parents might, might just not know the game. I mean, I tell my kid, I don't. <laughs> exactly, shitty parent. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I don't talk to my son about, like, specific situations. I mean, we a little bit, like. I, we watched the other day. Just did what we just said. I, there was like it was a very easy situation. I was like nobody on base. I'm like, well, if you're playing shortstop, where do you you know you catch the ball? Where do you throw it? And he goes first base. And I was like, yeah. And it was you know very simple thing. So very. But I told him all the time like, this is what I reiterate to him is like when you're on the field, you have to know what you're going to do before the ball gets to you. Like, right. You can't just get it and then wait for a coach to. <laughs> you have to kind of look right at another situation. So this is where, you know, a kid like him could take could could be useful because he's a very bright kid, but he's just got to know how to use his brains on the field. So Right. It's a lot of it's math playing in field. Yeah. Quick sure. math. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And being prepared when the ball hits you. See the play before it happens. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that that's that's what I'm telling him now. I don't know as far as if other parents are, are telling him that. Like there's like one dad at these games that uh, he is a, he'll yell whenever his kid's involved, he'll start yelling like for what his kid needs to do. This is why you're not a good ball player because you should have anticipated telling your shitty kid to do that yesterday or on the way right. to the park or something. Like now, he's a shitty parent in the opposite way. He's, right, just, now, he's a little too much. Now's not the time to parent your kid. Now's the time to watch him on the field of play and watch him be coached. You had the opportunity to parent him, you know, today before the game or yesterday after work, whatever. You had the opportunity to do it. Now is not the time, man. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, or at least that. wait till you get in the car or maybe when he gets to the dugout to be like, all right, next time you got to know. Got to go to first or you got to go to second on that. Yeah, yeah. I even – in the beginning, 
of the season, I w- I'd, I'd go over to the dugout and help him out because he has a bad habit with his batting. But uh, um, <laughs> and so I'd kind of go over there and give him a quick reminder because one thing, one thing I will say, I'm probably the best hitting coach he's ever going to have. And that's not no, – You're better than Shirley Davis? I am better than Shirley Davis, yeah. For sure. I, I, I just think there's too I just think there's too many parents who don't know the game. Yeah. And like your kid's not gonna know the game if you don't know the game. Yeah. Like if your kid plays soccer, I'm not doesn't have to be just baseball, it could be football, basketball, soccer. Like you gotta teach them the game somewhat. At least show you know, show them the game on TV, watch an inning. I'm not saying you're gonna sit there and watch a nine inning game with a little kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, not everyone was like a psychotic like me, but like <laughs> You know, like teach teach them the game from a young age. Like you got to instill it in their brain. And I feel like the parents have just shit for brains. They don't know shit, so the kid's not going to know shit. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder how much a kid can learn on of the game on his own. The parent who doesn't really know the sport. It's such an advantage to have a parent who knows the sport. I mean, like you see you see all the time, like in the major leagues, where you have these juniors that come up and play after growing up like in the, like in these major league ballparks. Right. Yeah. And I want, I got that. That's that kind of shit is invaluable. Just being around the game and having it as like, uh, uh, like a, like a second instinct, like a second set of instincts really, where just being on the field, you kind of know where to go and crack the bat or, you know, you, you just kind of have these, these instincts that don't, they don't come with, you know, with, uh, just watching an inning here or there, or even playing little league, because you gotta, you got you have to be like kind of tuned in a little bit better. Yeah, I think I think watching the game at a bit maybe fundamentals aren't the best for the game that's being played nowadays, twenty twenty one. But I do think watching the game is very valuable. I agree, thousand percent. Yeah, because I had, I mean, obviously I had a parent, you know, parent, a grandparent who knew the game. Mm-hmm. But I also had a love for the game where I would sit there and learn something different every day. I mean, I can remember as a kid, I can remember as a little kid, man, five, six years old, being at an adult park with, uh, I don't know, it was like my mother's friends or something. And like going inside the house, like my mother had me by the hand and tried to get like the Yankee game on for me. And it was in a rain delay. Like there's no, I mean they don't make kids like that anymore. But like, <laughs> like I was, like I still pull that move. I've been pulling moves like that since I was five, six years old. Like look, <laughs> looking to find the game. Like that's an old man move that I've been pulling since I was in kindergarten. You know, like that's just. And I feel like, I, listen, I played the game, but I also feel like watching the game, you definitely pick certain things up, especially at that young of an age where you're still really learning the basics. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be curious, man. You have to get to be curious and ask questions and you have to have somebody who has an idea of what they're talking about. So like yeah. my, my son has got a lot going on. So I, I'll just give him like a, a, like I said, I'll just do a quick little thing when we're watching it and then he can go off and do his own thing. He's not like locked in to the, to the sport. Yeah. Like, and it's very cool. hard. I feel like baseball is the hardest. I can't really speak to hockey because I don't, no shit about hockey but like football and basketball i have a general understanding of um i think baseball is probably the hardest sport to really learn the ins and outs football just put your head down and get a first down you know basketball you throw the ball in the hoop baseball there's a lot of moving pieces 
Well, football is just tough because there's so many different packages and, um, you know, how people line up and how the defense is lined up. Like, if you want to get into like that, it gets really – there's a lot going on. Yeah. With football. But, yeah, with, with baseball, you're right. There is, like – there's about 9,000 ways to score one run. So, it's not just home runs and strikeouts, contrary to what people might have you believe. But it really is a game of intricacies. Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot of math involved. Yeah. There's a lot of knowing what to do, especially if you're an infielder. You know what I mean? And I, I loved playing infield. I hated the outfield. I, lo- I loved the infield. I liked, you know, playing out there, the playing my head. I loved both. You liked playing outfield? Yeah, I did, yeah. Center field was like – I didn't play a lot of center, but I did like some uh, – <laughs> I picked you as a center fielder. No, it wasn't quite swift enough, but you, you got to use your head out there. You got to see where, they're pit- or where the pitcher's pitching. Yeah, you know who's you know who's at bat, and you kind of got to you start early on the swing. You got to it's all anticipation. You got to start early in the swing because actually I wasn't fleet of foot. Too much running in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, that's part <laughs> of it though, man. I liked I liked it. I mean, my favorite position was probably shortstop, but I played a lot of first base, and I like playing first base too. But there's no, I think my shortstop first, and I loved catching too. You did like catching. I loved it, yeah. Just because it's like you're you're involved in every play, you're kind of uh, you're 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 very important on the field when you're a catcher. You know, you have to know oh, yeah. it's going second everything. most. Yeah, you're the only person where everything's in front of you, so you have to kind of you take charge when you have to when you can. Well, that's why you become a manager as a catcher because you know you know you're involved in every play, which yeah. you have to be as a manager. Oh, I love I love I love calling the games too. I don't think I ever had like a like a coach who relayed the signs to me i was call i was calling the game i love doing that shit man kind of see what your pitcher has working what he's comfortable with throwing and just dropping that deuce oh yeah i did (laughs) i probably i don't know if i told on the show before but i definitely pulled a uh uh a bull durham one time there's this kid fucking little shithead lefty and i really liked the kid and i hated his father and his father was coaching one of my teams uh, that I was on, and I hated both of them. So wait a minute, the kid was playing against the father? No, 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 no. The kid was on my team, and the, the father was the coach. Oh, and, I, okay. and I hated the coach. I forget. I mean, he was a scumbag. Number one, he was a scumbag. But then he did something else. Like he made me catch like two games of a doubleheader or something. And I, for him, like I said, I love catching, but I really didn't want to do it for him. And then I, and so whatever. I didn't like the coach. Point of the story was that. Uh, the kid was pitching, and there was this monster lefty up. So it was lefty on lefty, and this kid was a beast. And this is the pitcher. No, this is the hitter. Well, the kids oh, okay. are left. Kids, pitchers are lefty. Hitters are lefty. And it's beast, and I'm catching. Okay. I called something. I think I called the curveball like low inside or low and outside, something like that. I called the curveball, and he shook me off. And I put it down again. He shook me off again. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I told the kid, I was like, comes a fastball. <laughs> Let him know. Hit a, hit a bomb. Yeah, I don't. It was. I don't know if it went out, but he cranked it though. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, shouldn't shake. Don't shake me off, man. I, was like, I got pissed at him. Don't fucking shake me off. I don't. Want him to you let your emotions get the best of you. It was like a fall ball game. It didn't really matter, you know. It wasn't like, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, life not that important. If, yeah. If it, if, if it was like a high school game, like something like that, yeah, <laughs> it didn't really fucking matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I blame the parents. I've been blaming, <laughs> I've been blaming, I've been blaming the kids all along. I'm blaming the parents. Yeah, no, there's uh, don't let the parents off easy. There's a lot of dumb ones out there. It's tough, you know, because I just feel like at that age, however old these parents are, 30s, 40, I don't know how old they are. You gotta, you gotta be able to instill some stuff in your kid's head. And if you don't know shit, your kid's screwed. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I just don't know if there's no parent kid like interaction about the game. I don't know how far the kid's gonna go without somebody kind of taking him under his wing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's do you, possible. Do you talk to any of these parents? No. You get a read on any of them? No. The, the guy I talked to yesterday, it was like, I think, I just, I think it was just like the kid, the guys, the, te- the, play, the, the parents went nuts for a hit. And I was like, fucking guys lobbing it in there. What do they expect? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like no reaction from the guy. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I, do, I do wonder about, I do wonder how invested the, uh, like the parents are. Not in their kids, but like in the actual game. Okay. So, <laughs> Kobe Sko, there's a um, couple parents that are, I think, like these fitness freaks. Oh, all right. Uh, you know crossfit he he was wearing like a gym t-shirt or whatever he's got the whole outfit on and stuff all right look at us yeah games going on there's two fields right and like a walkway between two like grass between two fields in the middle of this grass there they are stretching in the middle of this grass after that after that they took out a ball and a glove. I started throwing a ball back and forth between the two of them. This is a married couple. I don't know. Grown, grown I don't know if they're married. I didn't see rings. They are, yes. One, they, they are with one of the kids on the team, right? Adults playing catch. And then they put the glove and the ball away and took out a Frisbee. Like, oh, no. Bad enough if you're a parent and you're like on your phone for the whole time. This is like bringing activities. <laughs> like, no, the internet is not enough. They got to keep their heart rate up, you know? I guess, man. It was They're on that juice cleanse or something, yeah. It was fucking weird, man. That's something I see, and I can't take these people seriously ever again or have a conversation with them. Oh, these yeah. are kids on your team or no? Yeah, yep. I'll never talk. To, I, I will never talk to these people, no. And guess what? That kid, that kid, whoever the kid, uh, belong, whoever he belongs to, He's not going to know where to go with the ball next time. He does not know where to go with the ball. <laughs> no, he doesn't know where to go with the ball. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that off the bat. He has no idea where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> he, know where to find, he, knows, he knows where to find the fucking kale shakes, though, at home. Little <laughs> pussy. He's not even what just, an asshole couple. He's just getting them for his parents. Yeah. Frisbee. Yeah, what's with the Frisbee, man? The frisbee is a uh, bouncy frisbee. Frisbee is <laughs> one of those things like I'll throw it around a little bit, but not in front of people. I'm not packing it in my backpack. I need to go anywhere, and I'm definitely yeah. Where do they keep the frisbee? Where did it? Co- what do they have? A gym bag? Yeah, I should have done a little better uh, snooping on that. But I guess it was like a gym bag. I should. This guy have a satchel on him. Like, where is he pulling out a frisbee? <laughs> Fucking fitness couples, man. That is a weird kind of couple to be 
I'm not. I'm fitness not, couple, yeah. Fitness yeah. couple is weird. I'm not against you know both of you going to the gym, both of you working out. I don't want you. Don't make it your lifestyle though. Don't the whole world don't make it your fun. identity. No, yeah, no. Don't make it everything that you're all about for sure. Don't make it your whole life for, on display for the whole world to see that you are. The only thing, the only, the only uh, reason I should know you go to the gym is because you look like you're decent shape that's the only reason i should know you go yeah yeah i'm not again whatever you wear the t-shirt whatever it the t-shirt didn't bother me as much as the fact that you were stretching in the middle of the fucking walkway where people are stretching to play frisbee (laughs) (laughs) hey man you never know i I don't know what you can pull but it could be something it wasn't ultimate Uh, so your kid won't be going all state pal as a spoiler alert (laughs) Be, he'll be in therapy talking about his parents playing frisbee at his t-ball oh. game or whatever. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't know where to go with the ball, and I look up and my dad is throwing a you know, frisbee to my mom, <laughs> catching it between her legs, throwing it behind her back. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, the other team is rounding third base. <laughs> the whole team, yeah, whole team's and young. I'm, that childhood <laughs> is crashing down. And I'm sitting there alone on the diamond, not knowing what to do. <laughs> Uh, that's atrocious. Kids' book. When he gets older, the book he writes is going to be uh, really revealing. There's certain activities you could just tell. It's people who want to believe they're athletic. Like, the, the, like this is the class. I, I know who this guy is. This is a guy who he like thinks he's Mister Athlete, but he's not good at sports. Like, I'll show. I'll show up. Me overweight. Bear gut, and I fucking school this guy in any sport. You can, this guy wants to be good at sports so bad, but like all he could do is throw a frisbee. Listen, pl- he pl- threw the ball like a girl too when he was playing catch. He he didn't throw the ball like a man. Tell the truth. No, it wasn't like a girl. <laughs> wasn't like a girl. I was gonna play. I was actually gonna do a little exercise with you right now. So, Excuse me, unathletic girl. We know uh, girls can throw. Unathletic girl. Right. No, he didn't. He didn't throw like uh, Jenny Finch, or. Uh, and or an unathletic girl either. <laughs> no, but okay. So now listen. So he's like you know, one of these guys, muscle head type guy. Close your eyes for a second. I could. Okay. okay. Picture picture muscle muscly kind of guy. Sleeves a little too tight around his around his arms. Now picture Got him it. putting the glove on, and picture him trying to throw to his wife. He's not doing this. Not doing like the wristy thing. You can picture what he's throwing. Like. I know, I know. I, well, not the wristy thing. That's too dramatic because you can't let people see you do that. <laughs> it was more like of a push. Was it like a push throw? It was like it was like the stiff, like the stiff throw, like the stiff, like kind of whipping it. I don't know how to. No real smoothness to it. I I swear I, you know, grew up around baseball fields. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen two. Men do it, a couple. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen people like – I've seen other kids do it. Obviously, if you're a kid, you're around a baseball field, you're playing catch, of course. But right. adults, I don't think I've ever seen that. That is embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I would have to move away from that. I'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah, I was watching from afar and really just kind of taking notes in my mind as I was watching it because I knew what to talk about on the show at some point. I, you'd have, I'd have trouble – I would have had trouble paying attention to the game. I'd, I couldn't take my eyes off these people playing catch. No, I, you know, I had one eye in the game, one eye. On, Fuck on you people for 
your kids, what? Imagine you, bro. Imagine you as a kid and you look (laughs) up and your parents are playing Frisbee when you're at shortstop. I mean, what is that? (laughs) It's not good. It's not good, man. It's not good. That's that's my dad. Hey, dad. Oh, never mind. Wait until after the throw. Like I like I I consciously like limit how much I'm on the phone while I'm at a game. Like I do not want to be on the phone at the game. Like I like I I'll check it if I got to check it. I got to check. I'll check it, but I pocket it and then I'm back locked into the game. But uh, yeah, you also don't want to catch your kid like looking over at you and you're sitting there like on your fantasy lineup or checking Twitter or something. Yeah, my fantasy lineup. (laughs) My fantasy lineup. I've set alarms for my fantasy lineup. You know every. 25 minutes anyway, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> More important than texting. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, you can't be doing that, man. Horrible parents. Yeah. It's horrible parenting. Yeah, it's pay attention to your fucking kid for a minute. Jesus. Yeah, you go get, you go get your sweat on later. Relax. <laughs> Make it up in the bedroom, you fruitcakes. <laughs> is that where the, still where the treadmill is? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's where the bow flex is. <laughs> Man. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's some, some people are just wired a little differently, right? To each his own. That's what we're supposed to say. No. Fuck that shit. <laughs> the bow flex, man. That was a – man, the Peloton really is just one in a long line of rip-off fucking mail order get healthy tomorrow things. Peloton take took off during the pandemic, right? Is that what happened? I think it, I think it was popular, but I think it took off during the pandemic. Yeah, but I think it was popular before that. But I, mean, I, mean, I don't know much about the Peloton. I've done very limited research, but it's a bike, correct? Just a stationary bike, yeah. But you have to pay like a uh, fee for for like these classes, like a subscription fee for like these classes that you take because you can't bike, you know, along. Right, of course not. We no. need you need some sort of social interaction, even yeah. if it's on a goddamn computer screen. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it from just being a from a financial perspective. Like, why would you pay all that money? So I feel like if you got to have if you have the work ethic. I'm not saying I do. If you have the work ethic to get healthy and exercise, it seems like something you could do without paying for a subscription or paying for this overpriced bike. It's, I might guess that some people don't feel like they have have it in them to do it on their own. They need that. Uh, they need something to kind of push them along as they go. That or, or do they just want to say they have a Peloton? That's also probably part of it. I'm sure there's a. There's dude. There's so many videos on YouTube. There's a there's a video I use on YouTube as like a 10 minute workout uh, video sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, there's plenty of that. Yep. And it's free. But I, I would think, not pay for this video, but I mean, there's so many, there's so much free shit at your disposal. Do they, uh, do they personalize it for you, the Peloton? Like, come on, eh? Move it, eh? Let's I think they might. <laughs> I think they might. That's they it. might do that. People love that shit. But I mean, like, what I, what I was saying was, like, this has been going on for, like, the, there's the Bowflex, like, the Stairmaster, the Thighmaster. There's all these. Oh, games. you ever try a stairmaster? No. That's one where the stairs just keep going. I have no idea. I just oh. know. There used mean. there used to be one at this gym I used to go to. Ten minutes on a stairmaster, bro. Pretty serious. Yeah, calves are burning. 
burn and do it because you can't. You just gotta keep going. There's no. There's no stop. No stopping. There's no railing. You could just kind of push yourself. Well, up there's up. a. I mean, you could. I mean, you could stop it, but you 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 don't want you don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you can control how fast it goes too. But I used to try and do like ten minutes. It's it's a pretty good. Uh, All right. Pretty good workout. All right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Well, a lot of different machines. Nordic track. You remember that one? Nordic track. Sure. That's the one I was trying. That's the one I was trying to think of. Nordic track was. Uh, that's a, you you pull. It was like, like a, a ski. Row. It was like a ski one. Like you actually had skis on your feet, and you kind of slid back and forth. Like your, oh, feet, okay. your feet were sliding. Your your arms were pumping. Your feet were sliding. Okay, I went to a gym that had something similar to that. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. But it's all. Uh, why do these things go? Why does one go away? And that, it's like the Nordic track is probably still a good workout, right? Yeah. So I mean, so it was you know throwing tires around. Right, people just True. people just want that new fashionable thing. It's I think it's hey man, you could do a prison workout, man. Push ups, dips, you could do that right in your right in your living. Absolutely, yeah. Those guys are ripped for a reason, right? Because they work. Because it works. It does work. Just right. people like to be on the next fashionable thing, and and fitness for like as good as this is stay in shape. Fitness is also like a like a fad driven. And industry, right? I mean, people well, yeah. Like, I mean, you see it with CrossFit people. Yeah, yeah. They want to be a part of a team. I guess it's no different than anything politics or anything else. People want to be a part of something. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be a part of anything. I want to be. I want to be apart from everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now's the time I'm going to get into the Nordic track. Now I want to see what this, yeah. is, this is all about. That's it. Yeah, That's I'm going to buy some Body by Jake videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, see, remember back in the day, you put on ESPN two early morning to get your work, get a little sweat. Oh, man. hell yeah! Had the blonde, the blonde uh, there woman. Was, there was some wonderful talent. Amanda, I don't know. It, it was very nice. I used to always yeah. watch that. It was great. Yeah, work up your own sweat. That's right. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> Cardio, you yeah. better believe it. <laughs> yeah, ESPN too. That was great. That was what I was thinking of when I said body by Jake too. And, uh, that was probably the commercials they had to withstand while you're going through everything else. Right, right. <laughs> that was some good stuff. Oh yeah, that's phenomenal. They don't have that kind of shit anymore on ESPN. They've really fallen off. No, no, no. They have us, whoever, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. I like give them, me, man. Give you what? No, so give me some more of. Of that content, as opposed to first take. I would, yeah, I like that. I used to, have to, they have to go just diving for any kind of sport they could to fill the time, whether it was fitness shit or Bassmasters or whatever. Just something that had to be a sport that was on before Sports Center. That kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was. Thing. It was always, well. It was usually on against Sports Center. I feel like. Oh, ESPN two. Yeah, ESPN two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had yeah, they I, had some goofy, they had some real goofy shit on, on ESPN too. I don't know what time Sports Center started. Um, like what the uh, first one was? Until I would six say six or seven. Six. Six is probably the first one, right? Of the run, and then just went on all day or all morning. But yeah, that's that's yeah, that's my uh, nowadays quick pitch is my well at least during baseball season. Quick pitch I'm up right. early. Yeah, quick pitch is excellent. I'm, yeah. I'm up pretty early with, like, the dog these days. Mm-hmm. So I could be up at 5.30, and I'll just let quick pitch run, and I'll see a couple highlights more than, yeah. one, more yeah. than once. Yeah, quick pitch is great. Yeah. Now, is, is that's – I mean, 
the problem with, and I assume they still do sports. I think they still do sports center, but it's a lot. It's very different. Uh, but Not with all same, like the, yeah. the different networks, you know, MLB Network, NFL, NBA, you can go there if you are a fan of a specific sport. Like after a big NBA Finals game, you're going to go to NBA Network, yeah, or, or NBA TV, I should say, yeah, over you, ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big difference from back in the day because ESPN would you'd have to stay on ESPN after a big finals game years ago, right? Baseball just, tonight, you know what I mean? There was no MLB Network. You went to Carl Ravage and Harold Reynolds. Oh yeah, yep, yep. They had the monopoly on it, not anymore. Nah, they're done. Get rid of Kenny Maine. That's crazy to me, man. That I mean, not really. I guess it's not crazy to me the way ESPN's going, but Kenny Maine was so different than everybody else because he, he came up when you know everybody, everybody was doing their own thing like he was there when Dan Patrick was still there I think and maybe after Kilborn but he was he was there with like the like Rich Eisen he was there with the uh the sports center anchors who had personalities right but then he kind of branched off and did his own thing like he did these quirky uh like yeah he was dead from yeah. from other places but he's a very funny guy very unique guy and they just don't have room for that kind of shit, I guess. ESPN anymore. They don't. They just want you to be by the numbers. It's very boring type stuff over there. Yeah, I don't know where he goes now, but yeah, this thing with Kenny Main. What's that? We're gonna hire him. Right, uh, we'll have him. Kenny we'll Main. Yeah, let's let's just say right here, Kenny Main. We can't pay you anything, Kenny, but you're more than welcome to come work for us. We need all. Uh, the guys he's got plenty of money. He'll, just, he'll come <laughs> here and do it. He'll come here and do it for the love of the game, love of the sport. All right, there it is. There's our pitch. We don't have a pitch. But we are <laughs> come play wolf ball with us in a couple weeks. Yeah. Where does it where do you think it ends for ESPN? I mean, because they they seem like they are it seems like they're they're kind of dying, but they also have I mean they have Monday night football, they have baseball, they have, it's not like they're they can't be doing that poorly, but they are laying a lot of people off. So where do, where does it end? Do they ever become extinct? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just going to be another generic sports network because it's going to be FS1. It's going to be um, what else? They're just ordinary. It's going to become yeah. ordinary. It's going to be ordinary because there's everybody. Everybody's everybody's doing it. Everybody's kind of like what it. MTV is now. What it used to be like MTV music videos. Now it's MTV just another channel. Yeah, yeah, basically, just conform to the generic. That's it. And like, yeah, and the only, other than live sports, ESPN has like all those talk shows, which again are, and you can find any of them anywhere, whoever you want to listen to, just go to that network. Yeah, like this one right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not shoved in your throats and we're not, uh, you don't have to listen to annoying ads about us at all. It's just either. Yeah. This is on you. If you got to this part in the show, this is on you completely. Right. I, I, I don't like what ESPN has become at all. They're very, uh, don't I don't know the word I'm looking for. They're just maybe cause, I mean, if you grew up with it, it was different. So you look at what it used to be and what it is now. But, but just like it's always like some round table, like jerk offs, forced again, conversation. Again, you're putting ESPN like on a little bit of a pedestal because of what it was when you're a kid. But now it's come down to the pack and everything is level, basically. It's nothing special, ESPN. Right. It's no different than, F like you said, FS1, because they have the same sort of setup with. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Skip and Shannon yeah. and Colin Coward. It's the same yeah. exact thing. Yeah. Well, but like where, um, 
Like what sets ESPN apart from any of those? The only thing is 30 for 30. The, the name, really. Oh, the, 30 the name 30, and yeah. 30 for 30, which was not even their, their idea. They fired the guy whose idea it was. Right. And they have I mean, and I guess they have, um, right. And I guess they have, I mean, they have Monday Night Football. Well, yeah, that stuff's going to sustain them, you know, for as long as they I mean, And they just right. signed an extension I saw today, too, right? It was a seven-year deal. Oh, it was baseball? baseball? I think, yeah. Oh, I thought it was football. All right. So, yeah, I mean, they're not going anywhere because they always have live sports. They'll be tied to football or whatever. They'll, they'll, they'll just take on something else. But that's what they do now. All the contracts go – when a contract runs out, somebody else takes it on and they'll – whatever. Like they'll, they'll find a way. That's the only way they'll die is if they lose football. Probably if they lose football, they'll die. But right. I don't see that ever happening. No. And, I mean, and football is taking a hit because Monday Night Football isn't what it used to be. Yeah. I think Sunday night football is much bigger. They get the big games, but yeah, I mean, they're still get, you have Monday night football. You're keeping the lights on, mm. <laughs> you know, and plus doesn't Disney own them? Yeah, they sure that's, do. Pre- that's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's like, that, that's what's annoying is they're owned by this gigantic corporation and they don't let them kind of experiment and, and try and do something new. It's all just, like I said, by by the numbers, by by the book on what everybody else is doing, it's not it's not kind of like here's a few bucks to kind of experiment, like something Kenny Main might do. It's just mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's Van Pelt is still there. Van Pelt's different. He does the uh, bad beats, the gambling show yeah. late at night. Yeah, that's that's cool. They had like the late night sports center, but that's like the last of the of the uh, I don't know. The old ESPN. Oh, geez. And he's not even really – he was a little bit probably after, like, yeah. Oberman and Patrick. And, yeah. Yeah. But, ju- but just the fact that it's something unique is, uh, is, is nice to have, you know. And what, are they, what would you do like, if you were in charge of ESPN? Like, where do you go to make – to kind of separate yourself from the pack, kind of regain the throne? Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but, I mean, like, they, they had – they had a great thing going with like Simmons was much. I hate Simmons. He was like a good, he was a good, uh, he's a, he was a good source of new ideas and 30 for 30 leans into the nostalgia of some of your older ESPN viewers. Cause it just ha- takes on these stories from years ago. Uh, you saw that dinger. Yeah. That was a <laughs> fucking shot <laughs> off the bat. I knew that one without friend meal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, like they had a nice thing with that. That was something different. I mean, that's that's kind of big because you know, remember when we were kids, you had all these videos that were highlight videos of Jordan and Larry Bird, and of course like the World Series videos, and that was a big thing. Those VHSs and Thirty for Thirty to me was like the continuation of that history, like that kind of medium where story uh, storytelling. Story, exactly, exactly. Uh, so that's great to have, and I don't know. I don't know what comes next for that kind of thing, but I'd, I'd find people that could come up with ideas, and it's not just you know who are the two loudest guys we could put on TV at any given time, right? And like part of my take, I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's a great idea, and there's two good guys that can do it. I mean, Kornheiser and uh, the other guy. Part of the interruption, yeah. Oh, part of the interruption, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. So I've already forgotten, yeah. Kornheiser and Wilbon, but. Uh, but don't you think part of the interrupt? I, I was I never hated part of the interruption, but don't you think that was kind of a ripoff of kind of like the Mike and the Mad Dog format? 
only it was very script, not scripted, because I don't think it was scripted, but the topics were all laid out. Just the format felt a little forced, and they had to fit everything into a half hour. Yeah, but I had to fit. I had to fit in the half hour. That was the key. Uh, yeah, I never, I never minded it. It was just kind of running down the big stories of the day and, getting, and, and kind of eh. rapid fire. I like Kornheiser and Wilbon. That was the best thing that it, they had going for yeah. that show. It was two guys that I found kind of likable. Yeah, yeah. For little sure. personality. Little odd, not odd, yeah, I guess a little odd couple feel to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, like the two Muppet guys, like crotchety old men, like kind of yelling at each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could have, that show could have went the wrong way if two other guys had it, though. I feel like. For sure. Oh, they yeah, got lucky sure. with those guys. Absolutely. Around the horn, wasn't it? It was much worse. Pardon the interruption. It was very, it was very uh, hokey. Yeah. That, so, see, is that, was that the start of ESPN's decline a little bit? Like, shows like that? I, I think, it might, like, putting reporters on TV wasn't – I mean, it was an idea that worked in limited areas. Like, it worked in PTI. It worked – on like the sports reporters on Sunday mornings, but then it became like, let's just put every reporter that we ever met, put them on TV. And that seemed like a mistake. Cause now everybody's, yeah, now everybody's got like, now every reporter has to have a personality and a brand. And like, here's, I'm this kind of guy, you know, I'm, this is my kind of, this is my uniqueness yeah. or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's very, and it's not really about, the reporting anymore it's about your opinion and about your, all the, your brand you said the brand yeah yeah you're in it and how you exactly and how you package your brand and your opinion yeah that's really it. right because the sports reporters it, i love that show on sunday mornings and it, and it was perfect because it was sunday mornings it kind of went with the whole like there's no sports on or kind of easing in or it's a nice easy week weekend like weekend morning right. kind of yeah. goes with like reading the sunday sports page right kind of yeah. makes sense right and then right that made perfect and it was also a lot of old timers i mean lubico say what you about him and you had saunders and uh mitch album dick shap i mean dick shap is a fucking legend dick shap's great of course yeah, yeah. so it, it was it was the right it was the right kind of guys at the right time of their career uh to do a show like that it's also once a week and not every day. Sports yeah. reporters would have gotten very uh, old if it was every, you know, every day on your television. It was yeah, very absolutely. nice half absolutely. hour a week on a Sunday morning. Absolutely. Yeah, talk about three or four different things. They did their, their uh, closing remarks, and that was it. Yeah. That was it. And then they went on to uh, Bob Lee and what was it? What was the show? <laughs> uh, what's that show? Uh, <laughs> shit. It was a very serious show. It was ve- it was very serious. Was, yeah, I can't remember tackling that. issues. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what a great name for a show. <laughs> Next on tackling issues. <laughs> yeah, with Bob Lee. Tackle some issues. <laughs> it's bothering me that I don't know the. Uh... The fuck was it? It's bothering me too. Oh man. <laughs> Shit! Outside the line. Outside the lines. Ooh, was it outside the line? That was I mean, a that show. Sounds right. That was a show, but I don't know if that was the show. I mean, it, it makes sense to what the show was about. It was always about kind of off the field. Yeah, outside the lines host. 
He's not even there anymore. He left in 2019. Yeah, everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. Do you know he went to Seton Hall, Bob Lee? I had forgotten that. I probably did know that when I went there. Born in Newark, New Jersey. Nice. Another, another, uh, yeah, another good, uh, another good ESPN guy. It's gone. Yeah. You know who fucking is a little weenie fucking Greenberg? Uh, yeah, he's a corporate. He's probably he's a, a good guy, Greenberg. Yeah, but he's a, yeah, he's a fucking wiener. Corporate stooge. <laughs> corporate stooge. No personality, no charisma. Just Any not- ounce of charisma that guy shows is forced and fake. Yeah, that's why he's still there. Right. And I kind of yeah. liked Golick a little bit, but it just it, it wasn't still work. Yeah, Golick is okay. Golick's a guy you'd have a bear with. Greeny, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Greeny's the guy that you'd go and try and steal his wife at the uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Christmas <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah, just bringing Tony D's friend. Yeah, exactly. No, it's Greenberg's wife. <laughs> right. uh, have a good night, guys. Easy pickings. <laughs> he is, yeah, he is a weenie. He just, he's a corporate man. That's it. He's a company man. He's tag- he is, and now he's he hosts the, the sports center now, right? In the morning, he does. That's his show. baby. Yeah, he does whatever yeah. show. It's it's not good. Yeah, it's not. Good. I didn't look into why they broke up, Mike and Mike. I mean, it ran its course. I'm sure. But I feel like. Greenberg did something shady. And that's knowing <laughs> that's knowing zero facts about what happened. You feel like it was Greenberg's fault? Yeah. No matter what the truth is. No matter what the truth is. I don't know. I don't even know what happened. It could have been just the contract was up and he has him. But <laughs> I feel like Greenberg thought he was better than he was and <laughs> kissed the right ass and now he's hosting Sports Center in the morning. They had a whole like farewell tour. He hosted the draft, bro. That's big time. He hosted the draft, NFL yeah, draft. It's, it's, yeah, they, it's, they, they latch onto the guy and they give him everything. They give him the keys to the castle, right? It just shows you if you kiss the right ass, man, they don't give a shit who you are. If you're, if you're a team player, man, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Mike Greenberg. Yep. Yeah. To me, he's branded with ESPN, man. That'll be on his, his tombstone. It's just maybe just ESPN. Might not even be his name. Right, just new age ESPN guy. That's Gross. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's really it's it's a shame because they, like I said, they they have every opportunity to kind of try new things. But yeah, I mean, and part of it's out of their control. I mean, what are you going? The world's changing. Things change. It's like, what are they going to do? You know, it's not their fault that now you have all these other outlets to watch sports. You know, I mean, the fact that they. The fact that they, they haven't just, handled it great. But. Like the fact they brought the Barstool guys in for like one show and then fired them because somebody complained about it. It's like. Which made Barstool more popular than ever doing yeah, that. It was. But, it's, yeah, it just makes no, it makes no sense. Like who's running the show over there? First of all, it makes you, it, ma- it makes you look, like I quote the Sopranos, it makes you look indecisive and weak. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. Like why did you hire them in the first place? Like you know who these people are. Their history is out there. There's no fucking secret. Who they are and what they do. You brought them <laughs> we had one episode, right? It was one episode, yeah. and it was going to be on like late nights and stuff. And I think people had eaten that shit up. To be honest with you, I think people. I remember eaten. watching the one episode, and there wasn't really anything controversial about it. Yeah, I don't think anything to do with it. Was it. Very light. It was very lighthearted humor. 
Which goes which to is, show it was different. You know, had nothing to do with the show itself. It goes to show you nothing to do with the show itself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's I, what happens. Yeah. It's always so, the wrong people in charge, man, at these places. Yeah. So I don't see why you couldn't do a late night show like that or, you know, that's something that's unique that nobody else is really doing, right? Yeah, um, you you know you make it a ha- make it a hangout, make it a hangout for sports fans, uh, you know, ages twelve to thirty. You know, that's really what you. Yeah, have. college age kids. Yeah. That's what you have to do, and I don't know. I mean, probably the last person you should be asking what twelve to thirty year olds like, but um, just look for it on the internet. <laughs> I know what they yeah. like. Yeah, I don't. I, I do find it weird they can't find a, like any room for a, 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 a true highlight show. Like, it's odd to me, but also makes sense with all the options out there. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, like, doesn't SNY, and don't they do, like, their own highlight show, and it's not just New York sports? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, yeah, they would know better than I would on that, you know, these networks, yeah. what they can and can't show. What they have the rights to, yeah. I, they, if, if 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 they'll survive, if they want to kind of thrive and be number one again, they got to branch outside a little bit. That's it. I don't know exactly what the answer is. Uh, I think they're content just being. I mean, they're probably still. I mean, who's if they're not number one? Who is? I feel, I feel like they're content just being a soft number one. Probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. They just got to cut out. They're cutting out all the people that make money there. <laughs> I mean, no, no, they're not. They're not the king. They're not. You know, the king up all the way up here. Now they're just. It's more of a level playing field. Obviously, like you said, mm-hmm. it's just. Uh, yeah, they're content. You know, hanging well, on to that brand name. Well, Stephen A. makes a boatload, right? Is he the highest paid guy there now? <sighs> Probably. I mean, Greenberg's probably up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll never Wien, understand Wienberg. the appeal. <laughs> I'll, I'll never understand the appeal of some of these guys. Like, there's people who are really hanging on these guys every word. It's crazy. Stephen A. Smith? He's a, char- <laughs> he's a character. Yeah, I think he, he knows it. That's why I, that's why I kind of respect him. I think he... He leans into about, it. Yeah, that he, he's open about it. He doesn't, like... He's, but it's the same thing with Skip Bayless too. They're all, yeah. I think Skip same thinks, exact I think, thing. I think Skip thinks who he is. <laughs> he <laughs> does, but it's because of it's like this is yeah. It's because of the character. He's a character of himself. He's become yeah. it's a brand now. Yeah, I have no interest in watching any of them. Nah, it's it's all bullshit. Yeah, like I mean, like I said, it's all scripted. Uh, it's all scripted. Um, arguments and shit and now it's it's the whole idea is to make it uh i don't know some kind of bullshit uh debate that right who knows who those guys try coming on a podcast and doing like 90 minutes off the cuff oh no Couldn't shot no shot Couldn't no shot when you're talking bad parents one minute you're talking fucking bow flex the next minute body by day nordic track you think i came on here prepared for nordic track i just threw it at you you hit it out of the park that was it that was it Yep. Nah. That's how it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is it. I think we're at time, right? All right. That is it. All right. Well, Thursday, weekend started. Get out there. Have a good time. World's back open again. Go enjoy it. 
Go, go take a big bite out of the fruit of life. Let the juices run down your chin and enjoy it. We'll be back here on Sunday Pour late uh, next week. Thanks, as always, for spending time with us. We'll see you next week on Monday. Ant? Yeah, burn your masks and uh, burn your bras. We'll see you next week. Is that the only thing you think to burn? Because I can think of a couple other things to burn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well. I forgot to for I was going to get Preakness picks. I literally wrote down Preakness preview with nothing to back just, it up. Just go to this, this, this like we did last time with the, the Derby. We just kind of, we can do Preakness picks now. All right, I'll give you one horse. Well, I mean, you can't pick Medina Spare, right? Even though I feel like, I feel like he could win. Probably could win, yeah. I mean. But he's also the favorite, so I, don't, I never picked the favorite. Yeah. I'm going to go with – Preakness is tough. Preakness is it's a short, small field. The Rosario horse is 20-1. to 1. This France go digging. Maybe I'll go with that horse. Rosario? Yeah, good jockey on a 20 to 1. We'll see what he goes off at. Give him a shot. There. That's my, I'm not going to overthink it. That's my, that's my horse. Throw a few bucks on him. That's the small field. This is one where this is my advice, my betting advice to people for the preakness. Just go play a bunch of trifectas. Okay. Play birthdays, mm-hmm. license plates, addresses. You know what I mean? And then maybe you run into one. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you run into one. You're taking France, go Diana. Yeah, I like Rosario. Rosario's been good to me. I hit him in the Belmont a couple of years ago. This is the second longest shot in the race. Well, we'll see what he goes off that, but yeah. It's tough because it's a small field, so you're not going to get – it's not like the Derby or the Belmont where you have a big field and you're going to have some big long shots to come through. So that's why that's why the Preakness is the one where I will play – I'll play a bunch of tries just to try and, uh, try and connect. Who's the, who's the jockey on risk-taking? Risk-taking. fucker doesn't show me the fucking jockeys. Uh, I do not. Oh, risk taking Jose Ortiz. That's what I'll go. Chad with. Brown horse. I'll go with risk taking. Number nine. Well, there you go. Number nine. Number seven. Seven nine exacta. <laughs> and I'll probably do, I'll definitely have midnight bourbon on something. Midnight bourbon. All right, five seven nine. There you go. Lock it up. Uh. So, well, thanks oh. are exactly where I if. You told me going into the red into the Oreo series that they won the Astro series, the National Series, and the race series, I would have been happy. What if I told you they haven't scored five runs since got it, got it, I don't, they all count. They're win, wins wins are wins. And I gotta be honest, I'm disgusted with this team. Why why is that? Because they just can't hit the fucking ball. It's just one thing after another with this team. Like today, I knew they were losing tonight. I, fu- I should have threw everything on Tampa tonight. I fucking knew this team would not come out and sweep. I fucking knew it. 
They're, they have yeah. no fucking heart. They have no heart. Well, they, have, yeah. they do have heart, but he only pitches once a week. So yeah. he, he, can't, he can't pitch every night. They have one guy who has any sort of balls, and that's it. And Aaron, I know Aaron Judd is, oh, he's six for 10 in this series. Pretty soft six for 10. Okay. One of the Tigers coming back to town, Aaron Judge could hit two home runs and pad his stats. I'm fucking tired of him. Labor Torres has COVID for a second time. What an asshole he is. Fuck out of here. You have COVID twice. What the fuck are you doing? And what the fuck? Why are these guys getting Johnson and Johnson? You're the <laughs> New York Yankees. You're getting Johnson. You're getting the third best. Fuck. This, this, this reeks of how. Reeks of how. Cheaping out. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anything else? Uh, I was kind of riffing there. Um, yeah, that was great. I was hoping you, had, I was hoping you weren't done. <laughs> I mean, why are they getting Johnson and Johnson? Can I give you a stat for you? Okay, I, I know like 11, was it 11 people had blood clots in Colorado? Like okay. five people in Georgia or whatever, or whatever it is. Okay. And, and I understand someone would say, well, all right, that's a like 0.1.0001% of people who are affected. Right. Okay, you're right. You're right. But guess what? Here's another stat for you. Okay. There's 16 shark attacks a year and one fatality every two years. And that's enough to keep me out of the water. Get your <laughs> fucking players, Moderna or Pfizer, you fucking assholes. My God, bunch of what? Why is that filmed? That like, what are you doing? Get the real vaccine, Johnson and Johnson. Oh, this guy should have been vaccinated when the president was. You're a fucking Yankee, okay? Yeah, you're a Yankee. They should have had that shit before Trump had it. These guys aren't Yankees yet. Not Yankees yet. You're right. You're right. Mickey Mantle would have been in the room with the president. Mickey Mantle would have been in the room with Kennedy getting his vaccine. Yes. And whores. Right. Would have had a goddamn drink as they were getting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It threw water on. It, I was just kind of happy to tread water. And I was happy to win series. <laughs> if, I can, if I can bring it back a little bit. <laughs> They've stabilized the season. It's not a disaster anymore. But they've yeah. given me no reason to think that they're no. going to be able to get a no. big hit in October. No, they haven't dominated anyway. No, I do like that there were some big hits. They weren't home runs. They weren't popping up in big spots. I like that kind of like that's to me, that's little things that they gotta do to 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 kind of just feel their way out of how of how to win ball games in, in more than one way you can't just win on it you can't just win on three run home runs so it's small steps man and uh that's that's where i'm at I, I i didn't i'd like to see them dominate a little bit I'd like to see them play with championship metal i'd like to see them put out their best lineup you know three days in a row would not start where wrestling. was luke voigt tonight against yeah. the immortal rich hill he yeah probably I'm, could have used their another righty bat instead of mike ford he's hitting 95 that makes no i've never said those words in my adult life a guy's hitting 95 <laughs> never said that it, it, it makes it makes no sense that, that makes no sense that right we for, 
they need they need to fix the bench because the benches are so short now. You got to have guys that you can rely on. And Mike Ford is not a guy you can rely on. Wade is not a guy you can rely on. Wade was terrible yesterday. Oh, uh, Tyler Wade, what a fucking joke he is. Awful yesterday. He's not. He's just not a good ball player. But they like him because he's fast. He could play infield and outfield positions, which is stupid. Oh, so let's sign Usain Bolt then. He could take Tyler Wade's spot. Yeah. Well, he can't play shortstop. So and neither can really Tyler Wade. So I guess <laughs> prove my own. Yeah, but there's got there's got to be more there's got to be versatile guys that you can find that are better than Tyler Wade, and there's got to be a better stick, a better lefty stick you can muster than Mike Ford. And Mike Ford, Mike Ford had a great 2019, but like guys like that don't have great yeah. careers. Like they just don't. They just have a good year or two, and then you you, you got to be smart and move on. And he had a good August and September, I feel like. It wasn't a full season. It was like 50 games. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't 162. It was second half of the season at some point. Yep. It's embarrassing what the bench is. It's really yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying every Yankee team has to be the 96 Yankees when you had Strawberry, Tim Raines, Charlie Hay. I mean, that was a monster bench. It was an awesome bench. Yeah. But nowadays – it's just, all right, we need 14 pitchers and we'll have two bench guys. That's not – Yeah. At least what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you get to a World Series? Dare I say we get to a World Series. And you have the pitcher batting and you're going to have to have, you know, uh, an actual four-man bench, not including the catcher because obviously the catcher is there more in an emergency. They don't have yeah. a bench. Yeah, at least have the guys who have be serviceable, guys you're not embarrassed to put out there. And they're not – I mean, they are embarrassed. They aren't embarrassed to put them out there. That's, that's the embarrassing thing. Yeah. I said I'd give Clint Frazier till Memorial Day, so I'm going to wait two weeks to fucking hammer that guy because he sucks. <laughs> I, he's got a hit, but I, I'll, I do like anybody who's going to lay out for balls like that. And he's – Because he's, he's misjudging fly balls. That's what he's playing out for. <laughs> <laughs> that's my big <laughs> He's willing, he makes up for his mistakes, though. It's a sad state when the best at-bat of the entire series was Hicks, that sack fly. That was the, that was the best at-bat Hicks that had was in his the, career. Yeah, that really was. <laughs> it, was it was a yeah. nice flick of the wrist. I was like, oh, nice job. You didn't try and hit the ball 10 miles yeah, that was a Kevin guy Ka- on third. That was a Kevin Cash special because Hicks might be batting 95 from the left uh, from the left side. So they flipped them around for whatever reason. Made no sense. Even Michael Kay called him out in the yeah. middle of the movie. He's like, why are you turning Hicks around to his right side? He hasn't gotten hit left-handed since, like, 2019. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it's bad. It, may, it didn't make much sense. That was a gift. Yeah, and he didn't play tonight. Is he hurt or something? I saw Gio limping around the bases in the ninth inning. He could barely move. Like, what the fuck? And I know there's injuries all over baseball because I obviously fantasy baseball and I have a new injury every day. Yeah. So I know it's not just the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just – it's something different every day. I feel like it's, it's not even it. as bad as it was like two years ago. No, this is the best. It's probably the healthiest. The healthiest it's been. been, yeah. Like Judge and Stanton are actually playing every day. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm – listen, they, they're winning series. I'm not, I'm not like excited for them to move on. I'm just happy they're not embarrassing themselves. And I hope I they hope, stabilize stabilize the season. Right, but I hope the next right. So they went from being very bad to being decent 
and hope they just keep kind of finding a way to take the next step as the season goes on. And then, uh, you know, stay, find a way to get healthy and stay healthy. I want Anduar to get chances, man. I really do. I love that kid. Where, where is he going to play? That's the problem. I mean, uh, Gio's hurt. Yeah, it could be third. But assuming Gio's healthy, I wouldn't mind seeing him at first a little bit. He can't yeah. play the outfield. No, no, no. He can't. And, I, and I, as bad as Frazier's been and Gardner's terrible – I could see them going that route. He's just – he's not a left fielder. No. No, I just want to see him get going. So, at least one of those kids isn't, like, complete, a complete bust. Like, if Frazier's a bust, I can live with it as long as Anduar figures out how to start hitting again. I'd like to see him play a little first. Like, I'd rather yeah. – Mike Ford could pick it a little bit at first, but he's just – he's not good. So, I wouldn't mind seeing – I assume they gave Void the day off because he's back from an injury. Is that why? I'm guess my guess, yeah. Right, you can't play three days in a row That'd be, when no. you're when you're a Yankee anymore. Be, um, no. I wouldn't mind seeing Andahar be the guy. Yeah, right. I wouldn't mind seeing Andahar as a guy to see him slide into first. Now he might be a disaster at first, but I feel like we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. So well, I like. I would not mind seeing him play like one or two games a week at first base. Yeah, give him a shot, man. That's, why not? If you're gonna give it's tough because you know every other day off, <laughs> it might as well. Yeah, it's. I didn't know if it was because of the hit by pitch the other night, or but he played last night, so. Yeah, I. Just, oh, and you. Oh, and here's another thing. I meant to bring this up. So when I I turned the TV on late uh, when I got home today, and I uh, it was Harold Reynolds and Joel Sherman on MLB Network. See, it's my go. I don't go to ESPN anymore. I go to MLB Network. Mm-hmm. They were lambasting <laughs> uh, uh, baseball players, say specifically hitters, for their philosophy and their approach at yeah. the plate. Yeah, it's I mean, crushing, it's crushing. Them. And I was surprised because, you know, your work for MLB Network, this is – you're kind of supposed to prop up the game and grow the yep. game or whatever. Yep. They were going in. Harold Reynolds said, you know, the philosophy on these coaches and these players and whatnot, he said if a teacher was – a you know, teacher in a school kept failing their students, he's like, you'd get rid of the teachers, right? And I was like, wow. I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm on board with this a little bit. You know, I'm on board with, with slamming this. And he said that they're kind of at a crossroads now, which I don't sure. believe. I think it's only going to get worse. I think it's only going to get worse, though. I, he's like, he was like – he was crushing launch angle. And I was like, wow, this is great, man. Because I was like – you know you know what it is, man? Like last night – and not just last night, but a lot of games. You see like one nothing, 2-1 to one nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I like a pitcher's duel. I know you like a pitcher's duel. That's old school. Like you'd rather Ooh. see a pitcher's duel than a 10-9 game yep. a lot of the time. Yep. But I feel like, you know, you go back to like game five, World Series 96, Smoltz versus Pettit. That was a pitcher's duel. I feel like some of these games you see nowadays, one nothing, 2 one it's just – horrific at-bats, horrific approaches at the plate. Right, nobody's threatening ever. It's not like the, the – the, the pitcher's the guy's just duel. waving. Right, just a pitcher's duel because they would kind of – a guy would work his way on base, steal base. Oh, it's, it's tight. It's one nothing. This run means everything. Pitcher gets out of the inning or, you know, whatever. And that's like – that's a pitcher's duel when there's, there's some drama to it and there's some – you know, you're on the edge of your seat. Yesterday, it was just Cole mowing down – Raise, and they strike out. Apparently, they strike out more than anybody in the league, and it yeah. shows, man. Yeah, <laughs> it shows. Yeah, yeah. I, 
Harold's points, I mean, that makes sense to me because baseball always, and all sports really, are always like evolving into something different and new and trying to find their, their next, you know, their next phase of things. Like you see in basketball, the three-pointers and that kind of shit. Yeah. And, I mean, the fact that they've been shifting for 10 years now, like crazy dramatic shifts for 10 years, and they haven't – and they're only just now kind of starting to combat it with the bat. Like that, you know, took you long enough, but it's just <laughs> – stubborn and saying well no this is what i'm gonna do but uh i don't see why they wouldn't adjust for better for success or better chances of success because you can't i mean if you're the only team all it's gonna take is one team to win a championship or win a pennant by having a bunch of 300 hitters that hit 15 to 25 home runs and be like, oh, maybe this is the way to go. These guys aren't swinging for the fences all the time. They they have sustained rallies. They're always threatening. They're always in innings, good at bats, fouling pitches off. You know, did you watch? So I didn't really watch the Yankees Tiger series, but I watched Tigers when they were in Boston for a for a couple innings. Uh-huh. Miguel Cabrera put together the best at bat I've seen in a long time. I think he struck out. <laughs> Was he just fouling pitches off? Just fouling everything off. Just. Every, anything you get the bat on, I think he actually grounded out. Um, but you just everything that came in, you just flick it, flick it to the right side, you know, foul it back, just seven or eight foul balls. And it was a great at-bat. It was the best at-bat I've seen in a long time, and nobody does that anymore. No, I don't Hardly get it. Anyone. Like Gardner will do it once in a while. Yeah, Gardner. I mean, not, yeah. Recently, not recently. I'm saying within the past five years he'll do it. Um, but like in the Yankees, nobody does that. Hicks might put together an at bat. Uh, he'll never get a big hit at the end of it. He'll a walk for it to mean anything, but yeah. Hicks might put together a good good at bat. Yeah, uh, I mean, Judge works a count full, but Judge isn't sitting there working big counts and yeah. falling off pitches. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. It can't just be a case of the pitchers are that much better now. I know they're throwing harder. But if the pitchers are better athletes, doesn't that mean the hitters are better athletes too? With better bat speed? I yeah. I just at some point it's gotta be hard to catch up to that speed. And plus you're seeing like the best of these pitchers for three or four innings and you're bringing in a fresh guy, you're seeing the best of him for an inning, and then you know you know what I mean? It's not like not that a pitcher can see if the pitchers can try and pitch instead of just throw and get through their four innings, five innings. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it seem like the hitters get a better chance, but we we've talked. So the hitters have to make adjustments then. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're. I think they think that their adjustment is, um, if I catch up to this, I want it to go far away because it's coming in at 100 miles an hour. I'm going to try and launch it because I'm strong enough to launch it anyway. So I might as well make contact and yeah, and go. That approach may work for a handful of guys in the league, but it should not be every player's approach. No, absolutely not. No. John Carlos Stanton, that's one. Even Stanton, though, since he started hitting, I feel like he's actually shortened up on his stroke a little bit. I know he's back in a slump a little bit, but, like, there was a couple at-bats he had where he kind of just flicked it out there, hit one into the corner. Just kind of use his uh, his, his bat speed and his – like his strength, this regular strength without trying to muscle up some of it. Yeah. Right. If there's one guy who doesn't have to swing for the feds, it's Stan. Like you can just flick one into the gap, bro. 
That's yeah. a double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, the, the problem is, it, I know Reynolds, Harold Reynolds said that we're at a crossroads, but I don't, I feel like it's only going to get worse. I, you know, I, baseball's always at a crossroads, though. Yeah. The striking out could be an issue. I don't, I don't, I can't speak for young fans because I have no idea. Are there young fans out there who are watching this and they're like, oh, this is boring, you know, striking out. But I find myself some of these games watching them, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm sitting there getting bored myself. Like, this is ridiculous, all this striking out. And I mean, I'm a fucking life – I'm a lifer, man. I'm not going anywhere. And I, I mean, if I'm getting bored, Jesus. I mean, you just heard me cream myself over a fucking ground out from Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, yeah, no, I know. That's the problem. Like, they got us. They know we're not going anywhere. But if we're sitting here talking about, at least I'll speak for myself, that the game could get boring sometimes. I know other people are thinking the same thing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm like, I'm with you. I'm in. But yeah, I watched every fucking Yankee. Yeah. It has no effect on me. I'll sit there like, as like there was some points today where, like, we're down 2 nothing, 4 nothing. I know we're done. I know we're not coming back. And I'm just sitting there like I'm at – like a, I'm a blind follower. Like, I'm at Sunday Mass. It's like, all right, let's wrap this shit up so I can get out of my night. I know we're not coming back, but I'm still watching. Yeah, let me see us – let me see us fail for – let's let's see us mount the threat. Boone make yes. a bad decision. We, you know, we lose. And get blown out. That's, like taking, yeah. that's like taking communion. Then you can leave. Yeah, beat the traffic. Yeah, get out of there. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes you're hoping against hope in these games for sure. Yeah, you just, you just, a four run deficit seems impossible with this team sometimes. Yeah, it could it could be like that in all baseball. Like I don't know, the Indians are up four nothing right now. It's it does seem it's hard when you're playing with the, uh, you know, when you're playing for the long ball. You gotta kind of just chip away. I don't know if these teams are. These teams, their idea of chipping away is just uh, hitting a few dingers. Yeah. But, I don't know. You got to keep playing. The Yankees are uh, three games over, I think. Going to Baltimore, you got to take care of business. They have Baltimore and Texas, two horrendous teams to close out the uh, trip. They got to sweep Baltimore. And they got to take another, you know, got to win the series against Texas. But you got to sweep Baltimore and make up for the last fucking series with that team. Can't have Cedric Mullins, can't hit. Oh, man. This kid is – Oh, never mind. I thought that was going. This kid for Seattle is having a little rough go with it. Gilbert. <laughs> What's eating Logan Gilbert grape? Yeah. Jose Ramirez is. <laughs> warning track, warning track power. Well, no, that was, I meant Jose Ramirez took him deep earlier. I thought that was going, though. <laughs> All right. I'm tapped. All right. Good shit. <laughs> Fire boom. I'll talk to you later.